Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Peter Allison. Here's Dave Cripp. Ahoy, ahoy, ahoy. Are you well? Yes, not bad at all, thanks. Are you? Good, yeah, I can't complain. Bit drizzly and grey, isn't it? But what are you going to do? Nothing. Um, nothing. I, I can't do anything. Can you control that. the weather? If you could, that'd no. be very useful. No, can't. Um, apart from that, very little going on. We're hurtling towards the end of lockdown, aren't we, UK folk? In fact, by the time this episode is out uh, for everyone, it will be post-lockdown. Yes, it will, absolutely. Um, although, have you seen Wales are about to start closing pubs at 6pm? That's what yes. I've seen. Oof. Oh. Yes, which means... People have to sort of get quite drunk by before the chase is on, won't they? <laughs> quite a lot, like a pointless drinking game, that kind of yes, thing. Yes, yeah. yeah. You know, like, I'd say, as a nation, we can rise to the challenge. Down your pint if it's Anne Hegarty. <laughs> um, should we talk about Friends? And this is a bit different because two people have requested it, Dave. Yes. Uh, now, let's... Oh, God, this is going to be one of those things where the first person requested it in the year 2003 and we've only just got around to it or what's the what's the sort of time um, difference between the requests oh yeah i've got it here july the 17th was the first okay not great not great and then september the 14th so even the second request kind is of fine really? uh, <laughs> that's as good as it gets um first one in july from pip hi guys i'd really like to request season nine episode two the one where emma cries potentially controversial as it's from a late season yeah i've got more on that actually in a minute but there's just so much good stuff to discuss. Hilariously overtired Chandler falling asleep in his meetings. Uh, ends up taking a job in Tulsa. Joey hospitalises Ross in an attempt to apologise for proposing to Rachel. And then Rachel returns from hospital with the baby. Note, the representation of motherhood is wildly unrealistic one. I don't speak for you, Peter, but I'm not sure V and me will be able to discuss the accuracy of the depiction of motherhood. No, I'm not hugely experienced in that regard. No, but we'll take Pip's word for it. Um, I'd be interested to know in what regards she means. Well, Rachel's very perky on her way out of hospital when she first gets home. Right, yeah, I mean, it's it, Jennifer Aniston, bless her, doesn't really channel woman that's just given birth, does she? She channels no. Hollywood star that's just had a summer off. <laughs> yeah, too inherently glamorous um, to be believable as a sort of in the 24 hours post having a baby yes although one thing i did learn from this episode of friends uh having watched it back to back with the previous episode is that uh giving birth means your hair grows several inches overnight 
minutes slash over the course of a season break. Uh, but we have another classic one. That was, so once you start spotting these in Friends, it's impossible to stop them. But the, the episodes that are supposed to run on consecutively from the end yeah. of the previous season where they're just, they look so different. Like there's that one where Chandler loses about three stone <laughs> between moving between rooms. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> that's after the proposal, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. That's probably the the worst offender, isn't it? But Rachel's hair grows several inches, I'd say, in uh, overnight here from the end of the last one. Uh, also, second request, ahoy hoy, excellent start from Emma. Nice. Um, was, Emma. Emma. Yeah. Oh, well, she would like this episode, wouldn't she? She'd flip in word. Any episode with your own name in it. I see how you've picked it. I absolutely love the podcast. Very kind of you. I discovered it during lockdown, binged all the episodes. Oh, a a lockdown binge. I would be interested to know how many people have done the full lockdown binge. We've had a few messages like that of late, haven't we? Yeah, there was somebody who did the quiz the other day who listened to them all in the space of about two weeks. Yeah, it's very impressive. But also, I do feel sorry if you haven't to listen to us to wangle on for... There's quite a lot of our voices to listen to in the space of one calendar year, isn't it? Yes, and we're just not that interesting. I'd say absolutely nowhere near that interesting. But we do appreciate you um, giving us some of your... Ear time. Admiral persistence. With Admiral persistence. Uh, I'd like to request the one where Emma cries. Good, good, good. That's what we're talking about very much so. Absolutely <laughs> love the storyline with the girls. And Emma also has one of my favourite scenes with Joey and Ross at the hospital. Yes, very much so. Uh, so I'd appreciate it if you could analyse TF after this episode. I imagine that stands for The Friends. Yes. Analyse The Friends out of this episode so I can watch it again and notice all the problematic flaws in the episode. <laughs> but seriously, love the podcast. Keep up the great content. I, I mean, there's definitely a couple of there's definitely a couple of moments in it, aren't there, Pete, that we'll get to. Yes. But on the whole, I think we're getting towards the end of Friends. So they do seem to be sort of uh, eking out the sort of really problematic bits, don't they? But it also it, it all feels very adult. Like you can tell it's late friends purely from storylines, like babies, business meetings, yes. engagements. It's all very grown up. Yes, company relocation doesn't scream like young yes. cool twenties, does it? <laughs> um, although having said that, company relocations cause you fall asleep uh, does feel like something very much I would have done at some point in my life, and I'm basically thrilled that I've never had a job where. I had enough responsibility to, <laughs> to to fall asleep and, and wake up to such a dramatic change. Um, well, so where, where, where should we start then, Pete? We've got uh, Chandler in Tulsa, we've got Emma just crying loads, or we've got Ross and Joey. I think they're the three, aren't they? Uh, let's start with Chandler. Let's start with Chandler. Yeah, that's a sort of separate one, isn't it? Although they all tie in together quite nicely. There's a lot of ins and outs. Actually, interesting uh, to note before we crack into the plots, no sign of either two apartments in this episode. Yes, that's a very good point. We're the, based in Ross's apartment with all, Rachel, aren't we? All based in Ross's apartment, Central Perk, and the hospital, basically. Yeah. Uh, they clearly have replaced the apartments with a hospital set. And yes. then the classic Friends uh, executive office set that they have for... Have you, have you, have you noticed this? That everybody's <laughs> boss has the same office. Yes. They just move a bit of furniture around, don't they? Yeah, whether it's Chandler's bosses or whether it's at Ralph Lauren or everywhere... It's just the same view, the same space, the same... The desk is always on the left, the the door is always on the right, and they just put some different wallpaper on it, which must just... That's the sort of thing where I went, oh, they've trotted out the office set, and then I go, do you know how long it must take to completely redecorate a room? Yeah, it's fair enough. 
change the change the actor, leave the set, and we'll believe you. Yeah, exactly. Just for two minutes of scene. Um, okay, well, let's start. Yeah, so Chandler's off to Tulsa. This is the start of the, <laughs> let's be honest, quite strange uh, side plot of Chandler and Friends moving to Oklahoma. I do really enjoy Chandler's attempts to sell Tulsa to Monica. Yeah, it's 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 one of the best bits of the whole uh, situation. Is it him? initially getting back and sort of doing the whole you know we said we moved to paris and you know how people say <laughs> tulsa is the paris of oklahoma um, and things like uh and they are going to lease us a ford <laughs> the sooner state whatever <laughs> that is i mean what is the sooner that is a weird one isn't it the sooner state i looked up um tulsa on wikipedia yeah um, to see what kind of size city it is, out right. of curiosity to know, like, where are they relocating from, potentially, yeah. from New York. And the estimation that Wikipedia gave me was that it's just a little bit bigger than Cardiff. Right. Okay. So, Which is still quite a big city. Yeah, a sizable city, certainly. Why do we ever get to the bottom of why Chandler's company based in New York would be opening a office in Tulsa? Well, she lists, his boss... Um, who we we learn is called Elaine. Elaine slash Carol. Carol, can I call you Carol? Why would I when your name is Elaine? Yeah. Um, Elaine lists a few places where they're based, and it's like our New York office and our London office, and then all of a sudden uh, there's a branch in Tulsa, Tulsa which yeah. is quite a strange mix. <laughs> uh, it's a very strange one, isn't it? But I, I, I presume it was entirely chosen based on the amount of jokes about the musical Oklahoma they could do over the course of the number of episodes. So they were like, yes, we've got true. to choose somewhere in Oklahoma. Although that is our first um, uh, problematic alarm, isn't it? The Monica bit? The Monica bit. The Monica yeah. bit, which is problematic in itself. And also, I just it's it's just such... Uh, when was this? What, year 2000 and... It's a bit of a tired assumption to make that anyone who likes musical theatre is gay. Yeah, it's, it feels... I'm just trying to work out... It, had the musical revival sort of started then. But I mean, like in 2020, that would be such a a mad thing to say, wasn't it? Because musicals are Peter for all of us. Of course. (laughs) Dave, if only there was some sort of like podcast about (laughs) musicals. Some sort of way to exploit musicals uh, for... I'd say financial gain, but absolutely no financial gain ever. But Anyone who isn't aware, Dave has a podcast about musicals. I do, a podcast and a a show, all, all the bits. But there you go. Um, where were we? Musicals, musicals. I mean, yeah, we could talk about the musical Oklahoma, but I imagine you... I have... don't know anything about it other than the songs that Chandler sings in Friends. Yeah, do you know what? Surrey with a fringe on top, not a great song, that's what I'd say. He he, he references it in this in this episode. Surrey as... with a fringe on top? Surrey with a fringe Surrey. on top, yeah. Go and have a what listen to it at some point. Well, exactly. What does that mean? Exactly. It's It's all old musical stuff. I feel like I feel like my nana probably had a, a tape of a VHS of Oklahoma. Absolute one hundred percent. I'm I'm pretty sure that's where I first saw it as well when my nan had a At tape. My of nan's. Oklahoma. Yeah, your nan's. <laughs> we spent a lot of time watching musicals, Peter. Because oh, you you, nice. you are a very disappointing homosexual <laughs> and don't like musicals enough. That's what's happened. Oh. Well like that's nice. Uh but yeah, anyway, we draw a line under the Oklahoma chat, shall we? Yes. The musical, not the states, which we must continue to talk about because it's a vital part of this plot. Um, what I would say is very plausible the can't get to sleep and falling asleep in a meeting thing. I do enjoy that. I enjoy the interaction with Walter. Yeah. Who Chandler falls asleep on and then holds the hand of. Um, I'd say Elaine, 
you know, not a, not a major character in Friends, but also not a great boss, I'd say. Well, she's very, not very nice at all. Like, oh. everything Chandler says, she has no interest in hearing. But I, I would also be quite pissed off if one of my employees who I seem to work quite closely with, didn't know my name. <laughs> yeah, well, that is true. That is true. He does say she's his boss's boss, doesn't he? So maybe yeah. they don't have too much of a, a regular interaction. But then, from her point of view, as a very senior person in a company, I don't think asking someone to... Well, basically bulldozing someone into completely relocating their entire family yeah. and life in just a group meeting and just going, right, uh, Chandler, you're off to Oklahoma? That cool? Even had he been awake, that would have been a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a dick move, isn't it? I do think we've said a number of times that early Chandler is good and that he kind of loses his way as, well, the longer he's married to Monica for. But I think that this is a good late Chandler episode because... <laughs> The the baby plotline, which we'll come to in a bit, is quite shrill and sort of naturally irritating. Yeah. Ross and Joey, there's a lot of arguing, quite a lot of tension, and occasionally like a bit of unpleasantness, and it's all very aggy. And Chandler kind of plays the odd... He and Phoebe in this episode are the bit of relief in it all, aren't they? And, and some of the nice moments, like Chandler breaking the news to Monica and then running out the apartment because he can't wait the baby and yeah. things like that. Uh, he's he's really good at playing that part of the relief in this episode. Yeah, it's re- it's kind of a hark back to very, very, very early Friends, aka like the first few episodes, isn't it? Where Chandler and Phoebe, I mean, lest we forget, they weren't even supposed to be part of the original cast. They were just going to be, I mean, a part of the main core group. It was going to be the other four. And then Chandler and Phoebe were supposed to be the sort of jolly sidekicks that pop in and out. Um, and and that's kind of what it's come back to here, isn't it? Those two just sort of floating on the edge of these more serious storylines and making some funny jokes. And it's really enjoyable. I think I'm done with this bit. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I really feel the uh, tired... You know that feeling where you really know you have to stay awake, but you physically can't stay... It's one of the worst feelings in the world because... Oh, I just... I really... Bizarrely, as a man in my mid-30s, really resonated with that scene, watching it back this time in a way that I never have done before. Mm. Very sleepy, aren't you, Dave? Very sleepy person. I am. I I do get sleepy, don't I? Yeah, I do. You haven't yawned... um during this episode thank just you, yet thank you very much I'm very proud of my record I wasn't sort of congratulating you on that it, I'm it taking just, it as a okay. compliment no, Peter right. okay, well done. <laughs> where uh, next uh, where to next well let's so let's spool back shall we to the start of the episode because the rest of these sort of tie in together don't they but we have to set them both up which is uh, right at the start where we just pick up after Ross has found out about the Rachel Joey proposal thing which let's be honest is a bit mad so at the risk of going all English literature here, we're, we're fresh off the back of this big, almost like Shakespearean style farce, aren't we? Because yeah. there's, there's a lot of, in like, I'm, there's a few examples of in like Shakespeare's comedies where like loads of the story comes from confusion and misunderstandings and it all escalates and it ends up in this completely ridiculous, implausible storyline. Right. And and that's what this is, isn't it? Because if if everyone had just taken a step back and gone, hang on, (laughs) what the hell's going on here? It would just be over in the space of 10 seconds. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. And and Ross does make reference to Joey later, doesn't he? He says, I know why you couldn't have told Rachel, maybe I can sort of see that, but you should have just said something to me. And 
I'd say this is a dreadful Ross episode. He comes across poorly in almost every scene. But that bit I did really agree with. I was like, if you're Joey, and yeah, like you say, it's proper fast. It's like silent movie fast. Like Joey picks yeah. up the ring and spins around and goes, oh, oh no. And Rachel goes, okay, I'll marry you. And he goes, oh God, I didn't. It's like, sure, at that point, just go, oh no, 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 no. I just found this ring on the floor. But even if you push past that, you would probably then go to Ross and go, look, mate, just so you know. Found a ring in your jacket, (laughs) turned around. Like, it does seem implausible, doesn't it, that Rachel thought I was proposing, but that's that's what's happened. Let's sort that out in a couple of days. The one bit where Ross is justified at being angry with Joey, and I'd say the only reason that he's justified for being angry with Joey is because Joey didn't immediately knock it on the head. But Ross can't be angry with Joey because Rachel said yes, which is another thing that he seems to be angry with Joey about. He's angry with Joey, and also he's angry with Rachel for saying yes. And at this stage, I know they've just had a baby together, but when you really boil down what that means, it means they slept together nine months ago for the first time in years. Like, he has no right or reason to make Rachel feel bad for even in a world where Rachel has accepted it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like Rachel and Ross are going out. They're not even a relationship. They bang nine months ago. <laughs> and right? Joey's not unreasonable for not knowing how to behave in this situation as well, because it is, as you mentioned, absolutely nuts. Yeah, and we're not going to be relying on Joey for sort of deep emotional intelligence and how to deal with these situations, are we? And the, the style of the style of comedy in this Friends episode, and like we've touched upon it with the whole fast stuff, yeah. but then it becomes really slapstick, doesn't it? With the punching, <laughs> like it's like it's like the age of the writers of Joey. It's like they went back in time to like, as you said, silent comedy era comedy, and and that's the way that they've built this episode. It's a it's a really different sense of humour to normal Friends. It, it really is, and what I would say is when uh, these requests came in, and this is the problem with Friends, and especially with later Friends, people know that that's not my like preferred era. I think I've always sort of avoided watching this one. Not avoided it, but I would never choose and put it on because I think ultimately I've read the title, go, the one where Emma cries, oh God, that's just the one where there's a baby crying all the way through. That's going to be dreadful, isn't it? And that's that's my only abiding memory of it. But the other two storylines, and especially the Joey Ross one, are very funny, like very different, like you say, but the punching sequence is brilliant, like really well done. And the scene um, in the hospital later, which is yeah. the one that Pip cites, it's like, it's great. It's like gag, gag, gag. It's really good comedy between the two of them. Joey plays it really well. I just, I just, yeah, I, I forget that that's part of this episode, you know? That's a really lovely scene, actually, the Ross and Joey in the hospital when Joey's filling out the form for Ross, which he can't do because he's got his... What what is his hand his, in? His it's, mangled it's sort of claw bandaged, but then it's got some sort of cap over his thumb, um, and so Joey's doing the film for him. And some of the lines in there as well about um, occupation dinosaurs. Yep. Ross going to spell um, paleontologist, paleontologist yeah. and then just realizing that that is beyond Joey. And that's the one bit where I don't think Ross is completely unlikable in this episode is where he's talking about well i'll just crack on even though i do obviously want to be with rachel because this is what we agreed and you do feel a bit sorry from that or at least i did yeah no uh, definitely there's, there's there's loads of bits in that in that conversation they pack in yeah yeah the dinosaurs bit the what's ross short for rostifer and russell, russell yeah, um nice. may timber uh which is may timber if someone says may in the context of a day i will in my head say timber now like I have done since this episode came out Um, and there's a lot packed into it but you are right Ross does sort of start to have a more mature reaction to the situation then doesn't he but also I I just need to raise 
the way that Ross punches. Well, as cited, isn't it? Because how has he broken his thumb? Well, so I'm I'm currently doing a fist, by the way. Okay, great. Um, Live fisting on the like podcast. Joey, uh, careful. Um, Thumb it in. Uh, so, <laughs> so the way that Ross punches Joey, and this won't shock you, Dave, yeah. um, I've never punched anyone. Well, I was going to say, the two of us here sort of doing a punching masterclass feels like... Uh, it feels like we've chosen the wrong people for the lesson, doesn't but it? But what he kind of does is he if he kind of punches with a straight, like just pushing his arm out completely flat in front of him. Right. Like there's no bend to it. Again, not a boxer, which will come as no surprise. Um, but it's this sort of like jab punch that, that has no real swing to it at all no it's very odd isn't it it's 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 a really strange technique and then yeah he manages to break his thumb in the process of it i mean yeah i i, I don't think either of us can can you offer a single real technical uh, lesson in punching i don't think i can but i did one boxer size class once about <laughs> i'd say about four years ago i think i remember when you did boxer size actually yeah i bought i bought some gloves today <laughs> did you i've actually got some boxer gloves i got given I, them once i this is was classic like novice um doing a new exercise class i did it once and convinced that i'd finally found like my sport yeah and the instructor's like oh if you want to be extra like sanitary then um buy your own gloves just get some off uh, amazon and or wherever you want to get boxing gloves from, yeah. And um, I I bought some and then never went to a box size class again. Brilliant. So you just got is it boxing gloves? Proper boxing gloves? Yeah. Well, I say proper. They're probably like kids' toy ones. Sure, but yeah, I didn't know. I've never done a boxer size class. Um, but I didn't knackering, really, mate. Is it? I can imagine. Oh, that stuff's tiring, mate. That's mainly why I don't do it. What exercise? <laughs> yeah, just a lot of like. I like to do exercise on my own terms. AKA, I can stop after ten minutes when I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want to have to be stuck in a room for an hour when I'm like oh, seven minutes in. I want to kill myself, and I've got to yeah. stay here for another fifty-three minutes while yeah, somebody shouts cool. at me who's much fitter than me. At the start of the year, before um, everything happened, I started spinning, which I did like, and I did do the quite sport. A few times. Spinning the sport, yeah, yes. the exercise, yeah, not just and not on then, the spot. No, no, no. And then I, I'm still going, very <laughs> dizzy. Um, and then I went to this one class where the it was a different instructor, and you know how like in classes they put the music on like quite loud. Uh. This woman put it on so loud that it like hurt. And then she was shouting in a microphone that was distorting loads, and it was such an unpleasant audio experience, Dave, <laughs> that I, I that I was glad when lockdown closed the gyms. That's the radio professionals' uh, review. Watch of your levels. Spinning. Your level. You're peaking. You're peaking awfully. This is a, this is dreadful to listen to. And it's also really aggressive music. Yeah, I think that's what puts me off spinning again. I'll be honest, the thing that really puts me off anything is the fact that I'm not fit enough to do them. But I like to pretend it's other sort of um, more serious objections, you know? Mm. Where were we? Punching. Oh, yeah. The sequence with the punching is great, though, isn't it? So Joey punches Ross and then says, come on, punch me, and ducks out of the way. Of course, it's the reflexes. The pillar moves, doesn't it? Yes. The iron pillar in Central Perk really, really buckles under the... I mean, Ross doesn't have a good technique, but boy, can he pack some power, apparently. It also makes a clang like uh, like a building is being pulled down. 
<laughs> yeah, some of the the sound effects for that and the punch are both straight out of like a cartoon sound effect yeah, library, aren't they? Yeah. Um, there is actually another bit that I think Ross comes across quite well in this episode, and that's his chat with Gunther just before the punching. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Where Gunther's playing a really great straight down the line, like he just hates Ross by this stage, doesn't he? He's he's not even pretending to hide it. But Ross's, not David Schwimmer's double take, the, you know, the reaction where Gunther says, I, I can't believe she slept with you. And, and Ross goes, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's a really nice bit of, of uh, reactive acting there. Big fan of that. And also Gunther's glee a little bit later when Ross is getting, well busted his hand and then gets punched in the face and it just shows Gunther grinning in the background. That's a good bit as well. Yes. Did you notice that Gunther's wearing a wedding ring in this scene? Is he? Which I presume is just a an actor error, but unless we've just completely missed a very important Gunther storyline. and it's The one with Gunther's of, wedding? Yeah, the one with Gunther's wedding, where I imagine Joey marries him. Yes, he marries everyone else. Um, but yeah, so Gunther's wearing a wedding ring. Also... You know, not to be those guys on the podcast that nip... Um, actually, four seasons earlier, but there is a, a classic one of this, isn't there, where... Because there's a lot of the comedy is out of Joey misunderstanding air quotes. Yeah. But he's very... He has used them correctly before. Um, yes, but he's... Remember, he's regressing in intelligence. Yes, so do you think that's it's it? It's plausible that he's forgotten how to use them. <laughs> yeah. Given he does actually forget how to talk. Yes, that is true, actually. Maybe, maybe Joey just does have some sort of quite serious degenerative disease and his, yeah. and his brain's really struggling. Yeah, maybe that's it. Okay, look, we can put that down to that. Maybe the Friends writers had the, con- the continuity absolutely bang on. Meanwhile, Ross's birthday changes for the third time in this episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, they've let us down. <laughs> so far, it's been in March, it's been in December, now we're in October. It's an absolute shambles. Um, but there you go. We, we, we can't be getting too hung up on that, can we now, Peter? No, not at all. I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia page? <laughs> it's good to practice. Yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. That's not my... Can you not say er in the advert? (laughs) Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. (laughs) I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. 
visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. The callback to that scene, by the way, that we were talking about just before the break uh, is excellent as well. The sort of final credits where Joey says to Chandler, what would you do if I did this? And ends up punching Ross once again. Yeah. Um, is really nice. Uh, again, slapsticky payoff, isn't it? Really in the walls, Ross. Really in the walls. <laughs> but someone would say that his behaviour over recent seasons deserves him getting punched. Yeah, times. I wonder if this was just the writers going, God, we've really made Ross into an absolute prick, haven't we? Let's Should beat we him up. Let's do an episode <laughs> where we just punch him loads. <laughs> right, now to the, I'd say, talking of a dreadful audio experience at your spinning class, this storyline... Yeah. So you mentioned this. You mentioned this last week when I, I said which episode we were doing, and you warned that the noise of a baby crying loads gets really annoying. And oh my god, does it half? I think this episode is what put me off having children. <laughs> I just thought that's day one. That's just day one. They're really struggling with it now. Look, Pip's flagged up that the um, representation of motherhood is very inaccurate. Um, and I can only imagine that means it's not even that easy to get a baby to stop crying. Maybe they just continue crying forever and ever and ever. Well, right. I, I, I'll say this and with the caveat that I am a man who has not got any kids. Speaking as a mother. it is Yes, exactly. Speaking as an experienced mother. Yes. There are, uh, there are quite a limited number of issues that a baby can be crying about, right? Right. Food. Yep. Tiredness. Yep. Something hurts. Yep. I'm kind of out. Shut yourself. Shut yourself. Not you, the baby. Uh, so I therefore think that the sheer... This is p- the, the potentially really ignorant non-parent thing to say. The sheer intensity of the, the crying, which appears to be going on constantly for about, like, 12 hours. Yeah. That feels extreme. Yeah, I think this is just where every mother is going to be screaming at this podcast now, going, you don't know, you pricks, go back and watch your musicals. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I, I mean, let's be honest, we don't have the experience. All my friends that are parents do, oh God, I'm going to insult them all now, aren't I? I was going to say, they do look like they've lost years of their lives. Uh, (laughs) I thought you were going to say, all my friends uh, who are parents, God, they don't have moan. Well, they don't have blood. No, no, of course. I mean, look, it's uh, (laughs) all, all I really have by way of vague comparison is getting a dog. And I tell you what, parents love it when you tell them (laughs) having a dog is basically like having a baby. They really love that thing. But yeah, I mean, kids are exhausting and knackering and they do not stop, do they? But um, I just, the the sat like, I just want to be watching a relaxing sitcom. Imagine being a new mother that's finally put your kid down to sleep now and then you pop on the television. You're like, let's watch an episode of that lovely sitcom we like. Oh, what's the sound effect all the way through? A baby that won't stop crying that is like torture upon torture um how big's the gorilla humongous <laughs> isn't it and yet doesn't it does doesn't it i feel like i, I stopped noticing it during the episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. doesn't it go uh it probably gets moved out of the way i mean it's it's odd that it was there in the first place then chandler references it says you want me to get a bigger gorilla it's just a giant present isn't it for a tiny tiny baby that you know, even a, a toddler wouldn't be able to hold that gorilla. Like, it's a, it's not a good present for a child, I'd say. I think a baby would find that quite frightening. Terrifying. It's quite scary for us. Mm. And we're just above the age of a baby. <laughs> just. 
this is where I learned to not wake a sleeping baby. That's uh, originally, you know, in my teens. Well, they learn that lesson, don't they? Absolutely, bloody learn the lesson. I think you, you, what you referenced earlier about Chandler being good comic relief and Phoebe, this is where... Phoebe has some great lines in this bit, doesn't she? She does. Um, this just proves no good can come from having sex with Ross. Yeah. Uh, screaming, nothing works with this child. When Emma finally stops crying, have I gone deaf? And the bit about hearing the voices in, in the head, which is quite dark, isn't it, that? Yeah, really dark, isn't it? And they sort of, they give it a few moments too long and then it yes. gets even darker in that in those two or three seconds. But it's very Phoebe again. Um, some of my other highlights are, Rachel says, I miss her already. And Phoebe says, you know, that's her, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when they're reading the book on how to try and stop the baby crying, she goes, ooh, look at this one. Go back in time and listen to Phoebe. <laughs> and I'd say my ultimate Phoebe moment in this, actually, and this combines Chandler and Phoebe being very good, is when... Chandler comes in and clearly wants to have this conversation with Monica. Rachel takes the hint and says, I'm just going to change the baby or I'm going to take the baby in here. Phoebe, do you want to come? And she says, no, I'm kind of part of this <laughs> about her, Monica and Chandler. It's, that is pure Phoebe. And then actually it is Chandler that regresses back into being sort of later series dull Chandler at that point, isn't it? So uh, we did get a message actually, Pete, on this subject. Talk, you know, because, you know, speaking as a mother which we cannot do, but Bolt on Instagram has said, um, when Monica does the whole, ooh, baby, baby, cuddling, swooshing thing, uh, I've copied this with at least three nephews, and it really does work. Oh. So thanks, friends, for giving me a way to stop the incessant hell of a baby crying. At least three nephews. Love the uh, nephews slash treasured children of friends. Right. Uh, love the show, and I've got my best mate into it, whose two children have benefited from this technique over the years. So there you go. Oh. Friends has taught us all something of use. That's Improved what we're getting from that. the life of actual children. Um, final question from me mm-hmm. about this one. Phoebe says to Monica, you must be a fireball in bed. Is And it's based on swinging a baby from side to side, isn't it? No, yeah, what, what it, I think I couldn't quite work out what that was referencing. Um... Because it's when Monica's saying, oh, baby, isn't it? Yeah, is that it? Is, it? is it a weird, dirty joke that's not very appropriate? Yeah, I think it might be. I didn't, just didn't quite, under, you must be a fireball in bed, because I don't know. I don't, I don't really, just don't, I just don't know, question mark. That's mm. it, that's all I've got for you. It's not a great incisive point, I just, uh, just, just quite confusing, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a strange note to end on, Dave. It is a strange note to end on. You're quite right. So uh, let's instead end on something else. Oh, no, don't go back to the fists. Um, If this was like a live podcast, we could end by punching each other and see who ducks out of the way. That would be be good, Um, wouldn't it? I'm glad we're not doing that. (laughs) I think it'd be two of the most pathetic punches ever known to humankind. Uh, there you go the one where Emma cries done and dusted I'd say Um, you know what people should do Dave yes people should follow us on Instagram hello Uh, FWF pod on Instagram it's always nice when I get a new little follower notification and uh, how's the uh, Pete Allison spreadsheet looking for next week oh yes oh yeah oh hang on let me consult the um, let me consult the documents Uh, next week Dave yes it's the one with Phoebe's birthday. Hmm. Uh, season 9, episode 5. Okay, we're staying with the ladies, are we? Staying I with the ladies. Really remember, I can't really remember anything about that. 
is only a couple of episodes on from this one. But that's fine, because we haven't done many of season nine at all. No, and, you know, from a purely logistical point of view, I can just skip twice on Netflix rather than having to go back to the menu. So that'll save me up to 30 seconds. And the suggestion, which we'll we'll come to in full next week, is really setting the bar high, Dave, because do you know what it says? Yep. This is season nine at its absolute best. Interesting. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. See you next week. See you next week, Dave. All the best now. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.